When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. It's noon. That means it's the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. You've got to try Waba Grill's new Asian-inspired Boom Boom Taco Trios with your choice of chicken, ribeye, steak, or shrimp. Visit your local Waba Grill location or order online for pickup or delivery at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. Uh, I got a quick tweet. This is directed at you, Em. It says, uh, does Emily stand up at a play at the end and yell, who cares, before you walk out? <laughs> Only if it's a bad one. Only, I'm not going to do that like a death of a salesman, but I might do it at the one that I saw. You don't have to say, well, I mean, what was the, was it a well-known play or was it an original? It was, a what mus- was it? it was a musical and I just didn't, I hadn't seen it before and I loved this composer that does it. Okay. I just did not like this didn't musical. Work? No, it was not. Do you like musicals, Slee? I've only been to a couple. Yeah. So I, I'm not – think of different venues where they're – I'm not going out of my way to, you're to not, go. You're not seeking one out. No. I think, I think I'm the same. Like I, I've seen a handful, and I've never walked out going, well, that sucked. You always kind of walk out with the I agree with that. in your head. No, there, and there's you're a little bit – You're kind of bopping along. And there's – you're impressed. Like you walk out like – I'm impressed You haven't by, seen this one. I'm impressed by bad. talent. That bad. Was it uh, – the song so – were actually, the performers <laughs> lousy? It's not the performers. The performers were fine. It's just the story. I never, I didn't really know the story going into it, but it's a Sondheim. It's uh, Sending the Park with George. And it is, again, I don't think anybody cares, but whatever. It's just yeah, that cares. The, the concept of the, of <laughs> Jeez, the play or the musical is so uninteresting to me. And I didn't think that going in because I, I wanted to like, kind of be surprised. And I, I always love Sondheim. Sondheim's one of my favorite perf- like, Walk out. of all time. Hey, Sonheim, you suck. Well, he's <laughs> not around here. anymore, so I can't do that anymore. But yeah. yeah. Well, to the ether. To yes, the universe. to the ether. No, but I, it's not his best. I still love you, Sondheim. So, uh, again, uh, no, who cares? <laughs> but it's uh, something we yes. do all care about that I, I want to ask you guys about. So, it's obviously Co- Kobe would have been 45 today. And uh, we're talking throughout the show about all our memories with him and all uh all the things that he makes us feel. Mm-hmm. So when was the first time that you guys knew that this guy, this kid, was it? When did you know that Kobe was going to be Kobe? All right, so Lakers' first championship run, there were they were playing the Indiana Pacers, and Shaq fouled out. You're in the NBA Finals. I think the series might have been 2-1 Lakers, and it's in Indiana. And Kobe did one of those, if you're watching on YouTube, where he's telling everybody, looking at the Lakers bench, like, everybody, relax. Calm down. I got this. In my head, I'm like, you're 21 years old, 21, 22, whatever he is. Shaquille O'Neal, the most dominating player in the league, just fouled out. Pacers got a chance to tie up the series 
in Indiana to make it 2-2, now best of three, and you're telling everyone to relax? Who the hell does this guy think he is? And he went out there and he scored over, I think, Mark Jackson on one possession, another possession scored over Reggie Miller. But he gave that, I know he's going to be the finals MVP. I know he's the most dominating player in the NBA, but don't forget about me and told everybody to quiet down, and he came through, and Lakers ended up winning that NBA championship. A lot of people forget, even though Shaq was winning those final M- finals MVPs, there were moments where you're like, yeah, they definitely ain't winning that game without Kobe. Oh, that was sure. my, that was kind of my, this is more than just a, a, a Batman to a, yeah. or a Robin to a Batman. I, the, the short answer to the question is way after he knew. <laughs> right. The, when, whenever he knew the rest of us were months or years later on, because he knew the second he walked into his workout, he knew probably when he was in junior high that he was that guy. Um, the, the first time I remember thinking this is either going to be awesome or a disaster was when all of the older players, when he first started coming around, were like, dude, he just won't listen. He just won't listen to what we're telling him. Like, you're not ready for this yet. You need to be a part of the team. You need to go out to dinner with us. You need to do like, and he's just like, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing what I think is the best thing to do. That takes an incredible amount of discipline and courage and quite frankly, arrogance and a little bit of hostility to never lean in to what your teammates are doing at that age. Like if you're, on the opposite end, if you're Kobe and here comes all of the young guys, you can say, ah, "You got, I got nothing for you yeah, guys." That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. The opposite end, the level of confidence in a person like that is almost hard to quantify. You, you and said he had this. It. You've said this where that's what made them so great is they were crazy they're to delusional. think. There, there's a but part just of not wrong. There's it, that's actually the perfect way to put it because there was a part of Kobe where you're like. Man, can you let this thing marinate for a second? He's like, no, I can't. I'm ready, I'm ready right now. Yeah. And I think there were a lot of Laker fans. It's like, this isn't your time. Run everything through him or whatever the case is. And Kobe would probably bite his lip and do what he can there to let Shaq be Shaq. A lot of guys that think that. It's just that he happened to be right. <laughs> there, There's a lot of guys that have shown up on the PGA Tour as phenoms and been like, I want to be the next big thing. It just turns out Tiger Woods was right. Right there, every once in a while, those people that think they're the best ever are right. Kobe was one of those guys. Yeah, one of my his confidence was way up there, especially with that clip where it's, I think it's the All Star game, and he's young Kobe, and then you see the guys Jordan and them talking. Oh, that Kobe kid, that Laker boy coming at you or whatever, you know. And they talk about Kobe, his confidence that game, and then they ask him later, "What'd you talk to Jordan about?" That whole his confidence was there regardless. Playing like that against All Stars. What did Jordan say in that? Didn't he say something like? Um, don't you can't give it pass to him, him the ball because you're not going to get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he wave off Carl Malone in an all-star game? Like, like get out of my way. I got I got something to do. It's amazing. And the the, the level of confidence yeah. that comes along with it. There, there are a lot of them. There That's are a good question. A lot of them. And then the, then that all-star game, I like the uniforms. Remember the it was the away uniform? Yeah. It, it was it was it was good. All all-star games should yeah. feature your yes. regular uniform. I know they're trying to sell jerseys and everything, and, and I get it, but an all-star game. If you're Mookie Betts, you should be wearing the Dodger uniform okay, well, in the game. Basketball's all different because you'll get mixed up with the guys. But no, everybody. No, you want everybody your home will be the white, yeah. and everybody then everybody white else and, has their yeah. other colors. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, it's not perfect, but it. Well, because baseball clearly, you know who's playing well, who because wonder, you're on different sides yeah, of the yeah. diamond. But there's, one person wears dark colors, the other person uh-huh. wears white. There's a way to do it. You just said. I know they're trying to sell jerseys, everything else. Customize that road jersey for the All-Star game. 
Like, there's a way to still have those main colors, but customize that road jersey to yep. the All-Star game. All right, so the Rams have the uh, Broncos coming up on Saturday. Pre-game show starting at 4 o'clock, Emily, yes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. There we Roars. go. <laughs> I'm so excited for some hot preseason action. None of that I got sold more on. I got sold more the other way <laughs> every time. Yeah. Didn't, come on, man! I'm gonna be here too. You know, we gotta, Woo-hoo! we gotta sell it. We gotta do it. So we're getting, but it's the last one. We're getting close to the start of the regular season. Um, Chargers obviously paid Justin Herbert all the money. Yep. Um, Marcus Spears says that paying him that money changes the way that we're gonna look at Justin Herbert. The perspective changes. More money, more profits. Biggest <laughs> smalls. Okay. Listen, we look at you differently once you get this bag. And we scrutinize you on a different level. And we also assert what type of success you should have when you get paid this type of money. And I just, I'm a firm believer in this, right? Like, choices and decisions for the Los Angeles Chargers. What was the alternative? Nothing. Nothing. So now, Justin Herbert has to, all of the onus is on Justin Herbert now. And we could talk about Brandon Staley and how bad it was and how he managed the game against Jacksonville. At the, if, if Justin Herbert last year would have had a $262 million contract, mm-hmm. guess who we would have talked about losing in Jacksonville? Right. We would have talked about Justin Herbert. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah, yeah I hate the angle. I, 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 I hate I, the I angle. I couldn't disagree more. There was no point in that game where you're like, Justin Herbert is killing them. It was, what the hell is Staley doing? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's all it was. The play calling, the the play, all of it for two years. It's been. Can he just fall down and go away? Like, why? Why is he in the way of all of this stuff? Justin Herbert's done nothing but put up bananas numbers. Some of the best numbers you've ever seen through the early part of a career. There, there's more pressure with the money that maybe if there's a new coach and they keep losing, you start looking at other things. But right now. I've never once watched the Chargers and thought that Justin Herbert was part of the problem, whether he was paid like a rookie or whether he's paid like he is right now. The problem with his argument is, yes, as guys make more money, there's more of a, we expect more because you're making more money. That, But he's the quarterback of an NFL franchise. That's always There's always going to be pressure on a quarterback, whether you're making the contract that he made or you're Kyler Murray. It doesn't matter. There's always going to be pressure on the position of sure. a quarterback. The problem with the Chargers, if he comes out next season and through the first, let, let's use Justin Herbert as an example, first five games he has as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. That's different. That's his performance. You can't perform like that and expect the Chargers to win as a quarterback in the NFL. You can't perform like that even if the money's tied to you. The problem with the Chargers is there's been other conversations. What you can't have is – I think they're losing because their coach is not good enough. Right. I think they're losing. I think they didn't make the playoffs because their coach made a stupid decision. I think they ended up folding in this game because they actually, you know, you kind of look at that Jacksonville game. One of the things they stopped doing, remember, it was Throwing five turnovers ball. to nothing. It was things like that. It was they they just became. But you put that on the head coach. So I have a difficult time saying. He uses the Jacksonville game as an example. If he was paid that money, all the pressure would have been on Justin Herbert. Your coach is still the same coach. It, yeah, no, this is just wrong. It just it just doesn't feel right. It, it, what you said, I think, is important. If moving forward, 
his performance dips, that his not he's not the – when you watch a Charger game, you, the only thing you say about Justin Herbert is that was amazing. If we say that less and it's, well, that was a bad decision, then we're having a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. If he throws a ball to a tight end who drops it, and this is a guy that's been on six different teams, but he's the only guy they could afford, they say, it's the only guy they could afford. It's Herbert soaking up all the money. That's different. But that's not what's happened. Now, maybe it will moving forward, but unless it's very specific, it's be that. he's got to back up or they have to run out of money to pay their other meaningful players because Herbert's making too much, and that's never really the case. They always find a way to pay the guys that they want to pay. He's still one – even though he's never won a playoff game, oddly, he's one of – if we we're drafting quarterbacks, he's one of the first picks off the board. He's that good. If we're having weeks where we're coming on here and we're saying – the Chargers lost that game because of Justin Herbert. That's a terrible decision. Have we ever said that? I, I don't know, and it doesn't come to mind. And maybe that's because maybe we haven't been so against what the coach has been doing. You get blindsided a little bit. But trust me, you and I would be having the conversation. If Justin Herbert's throwing, he's got two picks in the red zone, and the Chargers end up losing by a field goal, we're going to say that. We just I don't feel like we've done that. The, the Chargers are charged. They lose because they're the Chargers. They don't lose because the quarterback. Dan Fouts went to the Hall of Fame. I know. Ladanian Tomlinson is one of the great running backs of all time. Antonio Gates. There's a lot of guys. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that have been really good. So I say, yeah, no, this is Chargers. And until that's not the answer, that's the answer. All right. Speaking of football, college uh, football, Reggie Bush is suing the NCAA, and he should, and I hope he wins. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, so there was something I saw on ESPN yesterday. Um, Some ESPN insiders were predicting some way too early awards for the season. So, you know, you got the MVP, you got the sixth man of the year, you have the defensive player of the year, etc. So, uh, right now, uh, after this with the ESPN uh, analyst, they have, as most likely to win the MVP, Anthony Davis is tied for 10th. Okay, so I want you guys to maybe try to guess who's ahead of him. 
Ahead, okay. better odds. Than- better odds or better chances. Giannis. For yes. Okay, so Embiid. Ding, ding. Jokic. Ding. Steph Curry. Ding. Luca. Ding. Um, there's five right there. I actually don't think LeBron would be on that list. LeBron he on is there? not. Yeah, he's, he's not. not on there. Um, all right, Kevin Durant. Is on this, yes. I think Devin Booker's on the top ten. Yes. Tatum. Everybody? Tatum. So there are some that are tied. All right. So I did not keep track with my fingers what you guys were guessing, so I don't know how Tatum many Tatum is have on left. there. <laughs> uh, yes, Tatum Has is to there. be on there. Yes. There's one person tied with Anthony Davis that you – I'm not sure if you guys were going to get. I got a guess, and it's not a good guess. Call Anthony Towns. Uh, no, it is not Cat. Okay. Damian Lillard. Oh, it's yeah. not Damian Lillard. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is on the list, but it is not the person that's tied. Actually, Damian, Jimmy Butler's at eight. Here's one, but he's too young. But he's a baller. Shea. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Shea Gildress yeah. is on this list the same level as Anthony Davis. So here's the full list of guys that are ahead of Anthony Davis on this list of uh, predicted MVPs from the NBA, uh, NBA Insiders on ESPN. So it's Nelly Elkich, number one. Two, Giannis. Three, Luca. Four, Jason Tatum. Five, Joel Embiid. Six, Kevin Durant. Seven, Devin Booker. Tied for seventh as well, Steph, Steph Curry. Eight, Jimmy Butler. Tied for nine, both Anthony De- Edwards and Kawhi Leonard. And then tied for ten mm-hmm. is Shea Gilders Alexander and Anthony Davis. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Would, would Harden stats in China cross over? Harden. <laughs> You know what's the most disappointing thing about Harden? And I understand he's a great player. And I understand with MVP, led the league in scoring more than once, right? Just have you ever really deeply enjoyed watching a James Harden game? Like had like that was awesome. That was fun. Even if you're not a Steph Curry fan, no, you it's watch him play, a good point. you're like, yeah. he's he's amazing. LeBron and A D and Luca and K D and Giannis and Yoke. It's just like, yeah, that was awesome. I like when he crossed over that guy and he uh the guy fell. He'll have He's, Wesley Matthews or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got moments where he does cool things. <laughs> Stared but at him. Drawn 400 fouls and driving into traffic over and, and over And complaining the whole time. And complaining the whole time. It's not great TV. Do you know what's funny? I remember, I remember back in the day when it was still – when they were all still together. It was Russ. It was Harden. It was Kevin Durant. It was all those players before they traded him. And I always say to myself, Harden was coming off the bench – Mike Harden should be the point on that team. Let Russ be the guy that kind of runs all the. Let Harden set up all these other guys. He ended up doing that, you know, eventually when he got to Houston and everything else. But you are right. There's certain players you can sit. This is a. I'll use the young guy that we were just talking about, Shea Gilgis. You could be a fan of the NBA, not. You watch him play. You're like, that's an interesting guy. Show me more. I'm with you. Harden was everything was slow. Everything was. I'm just trying to draw a foul 60% of the time. And he was great it wasn't, at it. wasn't a good product. And he was great, and he scored, what, he averaged 37 a game or whatever it was that year that he won that scoring title, but it wasn't interesting or yeah. fun or exciting. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, all this stuff is TV programming. At the end of the day, we're supposed to have fun doing it, and that wasn't. All right, so also Luka Doncic is number three here on the list as a pretty good MVPs behind Nikola Jokic and Giannis. Um and so Steph Curry was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast talking about a variety of things, but among them was Luka Doncic and how he might be the next guy up. So I'm going to play a piece of sound and see what you guys think. Luka's like the guy, obviously, that's, that's right on the precipice of, of accomplishing all those accolades and, 
and just you know what he's what he's about as a player. That threshold of like, how do you just crack through? I hope it's not now, <laughs> but it's like when you play against him, like you can feel it. Do you think he's on the precipice? Well, I'm, I'm literally looking something up as you said it. So this will be his sixth year in the NBA. That's a long time to break through, right? He's he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but. I've been hearing this is the year that nobody's going to be able to stop him. And no one can really stop him. He's a great offensive player. But Michael has said this 100 There's both ends of the floor. You, yep. you can't be a zero on the other end. You don't have to be Anthony Davis on the other end. But you can't be a total zero either, which he is. Zero. I, I've never gotten the sense that he takes his conditioning all that seriously. That he, all, he still has – and again, he's 24 years old or whatever. He's still a young guy. But – LeBron never looked like that. Steph yeah. Curry never looked like that. The Kobe never looked like that. There are guys that take their conditioning seriously, and there are guys that haven't. Think about Embiid. When he finally got serious about his conditioning, he went to a whole nother level. Still haven't seen that with Luka. He's as talented as anybody else, but are you sweating the Mavericks coming into this? I'm certainly not. As good as he is, he doesn't scare me the way that other individual stars can. So I, I tell you Zero. why. I tell you why. I maybe look at Luca a little differently, and I'm gonna give you my example of of what comes into that. He had playoff moments already in his young career, mm -hmm. where clearly their team is not as good as. Remember, one of them was against the Clippers. Sure. I think he took them two game seven in the bubble, or, right? Um, yeah, it was, was in the bubble. Okay, in the bubble. There's another series. I'm kind of blanking off the top of my head, but he's had a couple moments where it's everything's on the line. And you got players on the other side. The Suns, where he just absolutely smashed him two years ago. Com oh yeah, that's right. Game seven, yeah. and and I think at halftime he had more points than the Suns did. Right. He's had moments where you're looking like, yeah, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And then he has, like you just said, you walk into a year. How serious are you taking the game? If you and I share the same body fat percentage, that's that's not good. <laughs> it's not. That's not good. How serious? But here's the funny thing: as as the season progresses, gets better. This that. What he really needs is to eventually be on a team where there's a second star, because that's the only way you win in the NBA. And then that's how you can really, really test who Luca is. I'm sold on Luca. There are some areas that you have question marks, which are completely fair. You know, and you sent us something today, and we're looking at. Um, just because it's Kobe Bryant's birthday and you're looking at some of his accolades and everything else. You know, one thing people don't talk about with Kobe, he's a nine-time defensive first team. Yeah. That, that as, you, as you're kind of pointing out with, go look at some of the greats out there. Michael Jordan's one of the greatest defenders to ever play the game. Yep. That there are guys out there that didn't just treat one side of the floor that, well, I don't got to worry about that because I just play offense. Or in Anthony Davis's case, we only pay attention to his offense, and a lot of times we forget nobody does anything on Anthony Davis out there. He's not serious about what he does. He's great at it, but you, you, let's go back a year ago. You're telling me that a team that had Luka Doncic that was healthy for the vast majority of the year doesn't make the playoffs? Come mm -hmm. on, man. And then you get Kyrie Irving, who's on, also another great player. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me that, that there was a checkout factor that happened in there that great players very rarely have associated with them. You can have a bad season here or there, but this is a guy that's young, that's on the climb, right? Not a guy that, you know, everything broke wrong and I'm old and I'm going to pick my spots. That He should be getting closer to this, and last year was a big step backwards. I, if he went out there and won the MVP, you wouldn't have to pick my job off the floor. No, I, no, no, I, not it, at all. It's not that not at, all. at all. But 
are you serious about what it is that you're doing? And I think the best example of that is on the defensive end and what kind of shape are you in? And he's he's better than he used to be as far as his fitness level yeah. goes, but it's still not great. That's the argument I can't fight because I'm, I'm sold on Luka. He's great. The argument I can't fight is are you in shape or are you not? Yeah. That's the one I can't fight. And are you in exquisite shape? Not just can you get by, but can you go – and be one of the mo- the fittest players in the league. Yeah, LeBron. Anybody ever talked about LeBron or Kobe's fitness ever? Steph Curry's fitness ever? Lillard's fitness ever? Jimmy Butler's fitness ever? It, Steph, Steph's it a great never, example. It never comes up because even now Steph is running. How many? I think he runs the most of any player in the NBA. They clock their miles, and he's literally like a a nightmare to guard. He's a Toyota Camry that's got two hundred sixty thousand <laughs> miles. Going. Just keeps going. Absolutely. All right. Reggie Bush is filing a defamation suit against the NCAA for quote maliciously attacking his character close quote in a twenty twenty one statement alleging he was part of a pay-for-play arrangement. Um, remember, he, folks allegedly got a house. They got some money to decorate the house. They, they got some travel money. He had a car. All, all of these things. Okay. Did that happen? Almost for sure it did. Yeah. Okay. Almost for sure it did. They take his Heisman Trophy away, yeah. and we're pretending that Reggie Bush didn't walk the earth, that Reggie Bush didn't do what he did down the street here and put on one of the most amazing college football shows I've ever seen. You know what this is like? This is like somebody who's in jail for weed. This is this Nowadays. is now right that okay I get it back he had then two joints but it's like come on man everybody was getting paid everybody was getting stuff to their parents this was going on didn't everywhere. hurt anybody nobody got hurt in the process don't throw in the well it's it's unfair you don't think that every other school with their best players was doing something similar of course they were now we've come to our senses and said. Hey, look, Caleb Williams is going to go make $4 million a year, and it's probably still not enough. And we're doing it, and we're still pretending he didn't win the Heisman well, Trophy. It's, we didn't, it's asinine. We didn't come to our senses. They just finally lost power because they were trying to hold <laughs> yeah, on to didn't. that power. You're right about that. They, they're just trying to hold on to power for as long as possible. Can I ask you this because I genuinely don't know the answer? Why are we still having this conversation about Reggie Bush? Like, what's the angle? What's the NCAA? What's the argument? What's the no? It's in our best interest to make sure that he's not a high, that we that we don't honor him with the Heisman Trophy. What is? We are so far removed from those days, and God knows how much money was made on Reggie Bush's back. And those go look at some of the greatest highlights you'll ever see in college football. It's in that era at the Coliseum and all these other places. What's why are we still doing this? Like, what's the upside? The only thing I can come up with, and it's petty and it's stupid, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen and happen a lot, right? People do petty and stupid things all the time. The NCAA has so little power now, especially when it comes to college football, that they're virtually irrelevant, right? That Because I, of the what's happened it, it, over the last couple a, of years? Yeah, it just yeah. – we don't we – don't, they don't administer the the college football playoff. It's not like the NCAA still runs the basketball tournament. They're still heavily, but with football, they have virtually no power at all. Right? The, they tried to suspend Jim Harbaugh, and Harbaugh's like, "No, nah, I don't think so." And 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 Michigan's like, "Yeah, we're going to give him a few games, but you guys go pound. We're not we're not doing what you want over there." Right? That's awesome. So the, no, I'm good. I they have that. no real authority. So the little you ever run into somebody that's oh, got yeah. like. The, the toll booth operator, he's like, I'm not going to raise the bar because I can stick it to you for half a second. My whole life isn't working out, but today, in this moment, I get to stick it to you. I'm going to do it. 
it's the only thing I can come up with. Jorge, the bouncer at the bar, right? The one that I'm just like, relax, man. It's not that big of a deal. Um, it's just uh, we're just going to go in there and get a drink. Yeah, well, there's a line. Okay, everybody just relax here. That's the power that they're left with is that. Yeah, I control the Okay, but, dude, what are we doing here? You on the list? All right, let's, let's calm down. I saw him run around. I saw what he did against Fresno State. I saw what he did against Notre Dame. I saw what he did against everybody if, for a season. It's like, what, if what, that's what the best, doing? If that's the best case that you can just think, like, let me just try to figure out why this is still going on. How stupid is this? Fortunately, I also remember him trying to throw that lateral in the Rose Bowl against Texas. Oh, yeah. Like, no! Cares. Don't do that! What are you doing? It was... He, Did that moment not... I mean, moment, I, I think... It gave Texas that, life. It, it, gave it gave them gave life. Texas life. The SC was like... The game started like, oh, here we, here we go. They're going to they're gonna take control. Reggie ripped off that long run. You're like, they're going to go in again. And you could almost feel the air getting ready to go out of the balloon. And they got the ball back. And then Vince Young... You know, he's going for the quarter. He's got the whole thing was just <laughs> yeah. at that point. It's like that son of a gun. He is. He is that good. Yeah. I was. I'm I was like, the, don't give Reggie the ball more. Lendell White the rest of the way. I was the biggest. Vince Young's not that good. Vince Young's playing. And then it's like, oh, 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 we got a problem. <laughs> that that's a problem. I don't know what to do with that. And neither did Pete Carroll and neither did anybody else. That was a real problem. That dude was pretty good at that. All right, speaking of SC, they open up on Saturday. I want a little prediction game with you, Slee. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It is the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. You got to try Waba Grill's new Asian-inspired Boom Boom Taco Trios with your choice of chicken, ribeye steak, or shrimp. Visit your local Waba Grill location or order online for pickup or delivery at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. All right, so all day we've been celebrating, uh, you know, Kobe's legacy here with the Lakers and his life, and he would have been 45 today, and it's his birthday. So my question to you is, like, when you think of Kobe Bryant, like, who is Kobe Bryant's best teammate? So it might be Shaq, it might be Powell, it might be someone else. Who do you think is his best teammate? I guess, you know, if we're going to – best is hard to quantify. Mm-hmm. I think the one that made the most sense was Powell because he and Shaq both wanted the same thing. Yep. He, he and Shaq both wanted to be – the, the headliner on the movie poster. They never wanted to be on the second line for obviously because they, they both are headliners. They both were guys that were leading men. 
Powell was far more comfortable in the second role, in the supporting role. The greatest number two, right? Like probably. the perfect number two. Scotty it, to Jordan, yep. Probably, right? So Shaq's a better player than, than Powell. Shaq's more dominating force. If you're listing the greatest players, you're going to get to Shaq before you get to Powell. But with Kobe, Powell was the, the perfect addition. And you could tell their friendship was um, – Pal tells the story, he told the story recently, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he tells the story that when he was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, that he was going to arrive in LA or wherever he was arriving. He was going to arrive super late. It's going to be like 1 a.m. or something like that. And Kobe's like, uh, hey, I'm going to stop by and uh, I'm going to come say hello. And he's like, well, aren't you sure you just kind of wait till the morning? You know, so he's like, no, I'm going to stop by and I'm going to come say hello. Right. So like, he goes to his hotel where the case and he says, uh, welcome to L.A. Let's go win a championship together. And they're, they're kind of a bond that started between the two of them where Pow needed he needed Kobe as much as Kobe needed Pow. And that relationship, it didn't end after they went to the finals three years in a no. row. That relationship is still there. How much Pow admires Kobe Bryant, how much he's kind of he's brought at least together. Their families are united. So I think that's just such a deeper bond. And it's nothing to do with Shaq, but I think no. you said it best. Shaq was like, I'm the star of the movie. Right. Kobe's like, no, I'm <laughs> the star of the movie. Pow was completely accepting. You're the star and I know what my role is. Kobe needed Powell as the basketball player. He needed what he provided. He needed the defense. He needed the scoring. He needed the passing. He needed all the things that Powell could bring to a basketball court. Powell needed Kobe to light him up. Powell, Powell needed somebody to push him to be his best. Powell was already a good player in the NBA, but he became a great player with Kobe. Yeah. Because Co what's the famous quote? Put your big boy pants on. Like, right? You say that to Shaq, they're fighting for six months. Right, they're 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 gonna have a war for six months over whose pants are what. Right? Well, you're you're the Corvette and I'm the wall. It's like, guys, can, can we not? Can can we get back on the same page? Can we go to this? And Powell, because he was intellectually mature, took it as it was intended, which is, I can't do this without you. I need you to get on board with this because if it's just me. It's it's not gonna work. It takes more than one person in this league. Poppy helps. You know he came to his house. Yeah, Kobe is like you're coming to the Los Angeles. I already got three in my back pocket. All I care about is passing Shaquille O'Neal and 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 stacking as many up as I possibly can. You're a guest now. He's got his jersey in the rafters right next to Kobe, but I, still, I, you go back to the Shaq and Kobe when they were it was they were done. Right, we're we're not, we're not we're not doing this anymore, and it was a Shaq or Kobe moment, right? That the Lakers had to decide which guy they were going to use moving forward. And keep in mind, the NBA was different then; it was a more big man oriented league than it is right now, yeah. more perimeter game now. And the city, at at best, I want to say this is a long time ago. I'm going by memory here. It felt like it was about 50-50. Did you feel anything, it was that high towards Kobe? I, I, I was just going to say, if anything, it might have been more Shaq than Kobe. I, right? I've told this story before. I was, what do you mean you're trading Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. How I, can you be trading Shaquille O'Neal? I was on the Shaq team in mm -hmm. this moment for all of the reasons that we've talked about. This is what makes the Lakers the Lakers, too, is that they got it right. That In that moment where it the popular decision or the more popular decision was Shaq. It's no, no, we're going along. We're going to be a little more strategic in what we're doing. This guy is going to be around and better longer than this guy, that this guy today is probably better. 
that he went and won a championship like that. It was like, oh, man, really? And then it took Kobe a little minute to kind of get it all cranked up again, but he got more. He, we got, already, he got that fifth one. That's the Dr. Jerry Buss. We already got the best out of him. The best is still to come from Kobe Bryant. That's exactly right. And he allowed his basketball people, and he allowed people to yeah. influence his decision. But when it came time to make the call, he made the call. It's funny. I said pal that it's his best teammate, but I've said this before. My favorite era of Lakers basketball, young Kobe to me was, I don't know what it was, watching Kobe and Shaq together. And it could just be your age. You know, it could be it's, it's it. you're 16, 17 years old, and you're watching – Kobe and and Shaq go up against the San Antonio Spurs, the Portland Trailblazers, the Sacramento Kings. It's just uh, probably more the era. What do you got? All in? right, so there's uh, from one more than Shaq, so I don't know where he sits on everything, but uh, <laughs> Kobe's best teammate could easily be Derek Fisher. Not most skilled, but a perfect PG fit to complement Kobe's game. What do you guys think about that? I think it's an interesting way, but he was not, wasn't a good enough player. Very, very good player, but... Powell's in the Hall of Fame. Shaq's in the Hall of Fame. That I from a point guard spot and a leadership spot and all this. D. Fish was awesome for all that stuff. But if Derek Fisher were there and Powell never comes, they don't get those other two. That that's not happening. He's the player that they want them all together with. Right. Right. So that there is something to that. That D. Fish and Kobe, they could share both chapters together. Something that no other player was able to do with Kobe. Powell. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on Powell. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Long Beach. And Rick, Rick, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Rick? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Rick. Hey, what's up, Hong? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm a uh, USC alum and 20-year uh, season ticket holder. So mm -hmm. I call in and give you a little background of why these things are happening. Sure. Um, start off with Monday. USC is starting to be like USC again. Carol Fult hires... Jen Cohen, the number one AD in the AD transfer portal. Yesterday, Tuesday, not to be outdone, Lincoln Riley hires or gets a commit from the number one quarterback in the class of 2026 from Georgia in Juju Lewis. Today, Reggie Bush has his uh, press conference from the L.A. Coliseum. He filed the defamation lawsuit last night, or actually it was reported by ESPN. It was going to be filed last night. It was filed this morning. He could have had that press conference at the attorney's office. But USC is putting pressure on the NCAA. Um, when the NCAA set out the, the sanctions in June of 2010, US, USC and Reggie Bush had to disassociate each other for 10 years. That was part of the sanctions. There was a different leadership at USC at that time. They couldn't pin anything on the original NCAA investigation that was headed by the Committee of Infractions, Miami AD Paul D. Okay? This is the same AD that was at Miami with the Pell Grant scandal, a federal scandal back in 92. Okay? This was also the school that had Nevin Shapiro that gave out money and drugs. Yeah, Rick, I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're right about all this stuff. This is... There's always going to be somebody that's at the point of these things. That SC is is obviously on a different path than they were. And what the what SC did that was, in retrospect, a little bit, maybe a bad decision that their pride might have got in the way a little bit. That the NCAA is a vindictive organization. The NCAA will punish you if you push back. That typically what would happen, the NCAA would come in and say, "You're doing these things." And then they would expect you to throw yourselves at the mercy of the court and say, oh, my gosh, 
let us clean this up. Please, please, please let us take a shot at this. And SC basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here, no, we didn't. No, 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 that's not what it was. It wasn't that. And they fought. So when it finally went down and the NCAA came up with their rulings, they were ruthlessly heavy-handed with what mm. they handed down. That they're stripping Heisman Trophy, they're taking away scholarships. They were doing these sure. things just like to make an going, example. What are you going on to make like don't mess? But it with was us. it almost felt like a personal. It example. was very heavy-handed for mm-hmm. the reasons that I think that Rick was getting at, and I think that's why right now SC and the family and Reggie Bush are like, look, can we just pretend or not pretend? Can we just move on from this? Can we have Reggie Bush at our stuff? Can we hang his jersey? Can we talk about him as a Heisman Trophy winner? Because all of that stuff was stupid. You know it. We know it. What are we doing? Were they here? were they always in support for Bush? SC. Yeah. Well, they had they had no choice but to kind of turn their backs on him at some point because if they didn't, it would have continued to be a. You so know they what made show. a business decision to yes. say we have to we have to be in we arms be in length games. We want to be literally in the good we want our scholarships back. arm length away. <laughs> right. Right. What are these? But I I think with that being said. So is all this now happening because what you said earlier, that the NCAA just does not have the weight that it used to have? And what used to feel dirty and nefarious is, is now, now normal. It's encouraged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, how much can I get? Sure. What are you going to give me? And before it's, <gasps> he's got a car. Yeah, so does everybody else. They're just better at covering the paper trail. What are we doing here? If anything, punish them for being sloppy and covering their tracks. Yeah, Nick Saban is a part owner of the Mercedes dealership in Tuscaloosa. On, so, like, yeah. The, yeah. the whole thing is silly. Give the man his trophy back, and let's never speak of this again. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. So, Slee, we talked about Steph saying that Luca is going to be the next, you know, big thing in the NBA, which yeah. is a popular opinion. I think a lot of people would probably pick the same guy. But he also said that uh, – he believes that he's the best point guard in the NBA ever. He he stopped himself and said him or Magic that he can't just say himself. Do you it, want to play the sound? Y- do we have it? Yeah, have yeah, sound. yeah. So it's both Steph and Gilbert Arenas on this clip on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. Let's play it. Are you the best point guard ever? Yes. I have to, yes. It's me and Magic. That's the, the conversation. Yeah. Like, it just. You know, because, you know, as, as we can look at stats all day, right? You know, we yeah, can look yeah. at stats and try to judge. I wasn't around 
with magic. I know, right? So, <laughs> I, so much I know yeah. there's not a lot of six nine point guard. No one's trying. To, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the '90s growing up. There was nobody trying to be a six nine point guard, right? I mean, it just. Mm-hmm. But I, I can witness and watch every kid trying to be Curry. The influence that you really have on the game from the position as a player. You know, I look at the stats and say, okay, Magic then Curry. When I look at the kids and I watch AAU, it's like, nah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously I have to answer it that way, but I really feel like, to your point, like Magic's resume is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. All right. So the fact that we're even having that conversation is a that's a it's a place I never thought I'd be in. I love the answer. He goes, "Well, yeah, of course I am." Me and Magic, that's the conversation, right? Because usually you'll hear, "Well, there's been a lot of great players," and it's he's like, "No, it's me and that guy." It's it's the only two answers that are even remotely acceptable at this point. I love that he leaned into it. And you can approach it from two different angles. So you can say either by stats or by influence and how players play after you, which is. I think is the question. If you're saying, hey, who changed the game more? It's Steph Curry because there aren't too many six foot nine guys that was doing what Magic was doing. Still aren't. Who changed the game more? Um, I mean, use as an example Michael Jordan. Did Michael Jordan change the game more or LeBron James? Michael Jordan did. I think that's a different, those are separate conversations. Now, if I ask you this question, you're putting together the greatest team of all time. You're grabbing a point guard. Is your point guard Magic or is your point guard Steph Curry? Probably Magic because Magic doesn't have to score. To get the best version of Steph, Steph's got to be gunning threes all over the place, which great, but if I'm putting together the best team of all time, all of my guys are going to be able to score. I'd like to have somebody that doesn't have to score to impact. And no disrespect, I'm not even hesitating it's Magic. Yeah. If I'm putting a team together, Magic or Steph, I'm putting Magic. Well, Well, it depends on what else I have. Right, if if I think if, I could work around everything else if I know Magic's my. If point I don't have somebody that can score a lot of points. I need Steph. Right, the Steph Steph is gonna make. He's gonna score thirty a night. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably not exactly thirty, but Steph is unguardable. Magic can do a million different things, but Steph literally is unguardable. Did, did Steph before they beat the Boston Celtics? They beat Boston. He becomes Finals MVP, and he had some cold moments. Yeah, he was awesome. He had some staring into the crowd in the Boston Garden, and you know, running his mouth. Did he put himself in that conversation after beating the Boston Celtics? I think it certainly helped. I think it did too. Right. I mean it, it was it was it filled the last hole on his resume. There was that was the only thing left that you hadn't won finals MVP. Okay. Well, and you no. were by far the best player in that series. Right. And, and now I have. Mm-hmm. And now what? Now what do you got? And, and the his story's not over. There's still more to be said. And that's what I, I think about with like there are to people that are currently playing in all these sports that are changing it for like the kids that are playing the sports now. So there's Patrick Mahomes. He's throwing sidearms. He's doing all these creative things. He's changing how quarterbacks play the position. Shohei Otani is playing, how, changing how little kids are going to try look at the to game, be, how they view the look game, look at the game, and what the position they could play. Their limitations or what they don't have as limitations. So I think that those three people might not ever be the number one greatest of all time, but they definitely changed the game after them. You go look at Steph. Go to a gym. They're playing like Steph. They're not playing like any other player. He changed right? that coaching. Is, yeah. He, ch- he he changed the, you can't take that shot. If you take it out, I'm taking you out of the game, mm-hmm. to, hey, let me take a few of these and see if I can make them. The coaches have to deal with it now. Because if you just yanked every kid off the court that's taken a three, there wouldn't be any kids left. 
you'd take everybody off the court. And Steph is responsible for all of it. For for better or for worse, he's sure. responsible yeah. for everybody taking 30-footers. Uh, it was this day, 1998, that Barry Bonds became the first player in Major League Baseball history with 400, in home, run, 400 home runs and 400 stolen bases after he hit a home run against the Marlins. The 400-400 club is uh, stupid. That You're not supposed to be that fast and have that much pop. And we were talking about it this morning. Because Barry was very unlikable to the vast majority of people because Barry is so closely associated with the steroid era. Yeah. yeah. Because Barry was on, on a, just not a, a, a warm fuzzy. We lose track of how awesome he was that that era was riddled with steroid abusers. The, the it wasn't the whole league. It was m- a lot of it. And Barry still dominated. Barry was until Trout and Otani. Barry's the best I'd ever seen. Barry was, you know that grid on ESPN that they used to put up the hot zone? Yeah. Where it was in nine boxes, like, okay, he's hitting 380. And there was only one color? And and, and blue was if you were, like, below 200. And and red was if you were above 350. The whole box was red. He's all red. The whole damn box was red. And he wouldn't, the the most impressive thing about Bonds, and it's kind of stupid and kind of dorky, but I love it. He would never swing at a bad pitch. Like, even when his team was terrible and they weren't winning games, he just said, I'm not swinging. And the second you threw a ball in the strike zone, it was in the water. It was – I've never seen anything Did like they that. ever – this ever happened before where they would – where was Barry Bonds the first player that you're doing this with? The walk. <laughs> Walking with the bases loaded. Yeah. You're giving up a run to say, well, we're up two. If we could just – Anybody but him. Okay, we're still only up one, but at least Barry Bonds is off the plate. Because they knew he wouldn't swing at a bad pitch, so why are we even messing around? Why yeah. even throw one to the backstop or whatever? It was pretty I'm going to throw one on the list here. Yeah. And Jeremy Lin turns 35. And, John, you're going to remember this game. It's the only time – actually, I've been to the Garden twice. One of the games that I've been to was Lakers and the Knicks. When Lin went off? It was the game where Jeremy Lin went off. Where 38. 38 okay so we still didn't kind of know Kate's and I were actually there together um and we didn't you know I think Jeremy Lynn maybe had you're just kind of starting to figure out hey who is this who is this guy for a few weeks <laughs> but that game in New York yeah. for the one few times that I've ever in New York for a, a basketball game is That's one of awesome. the games that Jeremy Lynn went off John you'd know it better than anybody else so I I try to This is just kind of a personal thing. I try to never, ever complain about our broadcast position because I think it sounds whiny. I think that, you know, we've got these great jobs. We go anywhere in the league. um, We're flying private. We're staying in five-star hotels. But every once in a while, an arena will screw the radio guys. So that year, Madison Square Garden was being renovated. And Michael and I were literally, I could put my hand on the roof. We were, we were in the back row of the upper deck. And I, anytime somebody stood up, it was only a one-year thing because um, the garden, which is now renovated and it's better. But for that one game, I realized not only can I barely see the court, but if anybody stands up, I can't see it all. I've got to call this game off a monitor. So I look at my monitor. It's black and white. It's about, oh my gosh, I don't know, maybe... 12, 13 inches across, like looking at a computer screen. Right. I called that whole game off a monitor. I never said it, but I called that whole game off of a monitor, and uh, and and Jeremy Lin just went crazy. Do you remember what Kobe said the day before that game? We all went. They all went to Kobe. They said, "How do you feel about walking into insanity?" And he went, "Guys, 
I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I do remember that. That's right. And then Jeremy, after the game, they, they go, you know, now he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'll, I'll ask you guys this. You may have heard Jeez. me say this. It's one of my favorite just random factoids that I have at my recall. Okay. Three athletes in the history of Sports Illustrated were ever on the cover in back-to-back weeks. Three people. No, Jordan's got to be one. Jordan's one. Is is Tiger one? Tiger is not one. Is it a, is the other one a golfer? Is it like no? Nope. N- okay, but, it, but it's going to make perfect sense to you when you hear it. Oh, it's Ali. It's Ali. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Third one, Jeremy Lin. Not nope. Jeremy Lin. Uh oh, they gave you a not the same story. <laughs> What's the, yeah? It is the same. <laughs> it I is the same. But, but I like it. I never Ali, heard it. Jordan and Jeremy Lin. <laughs> wow. Who would How have thought? How does he not have that in his home? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. In? Just, I'd have all six of them <laughs> yeah, just right. right next to each oh, other. Oh, hit the super stager. And speaking of having something in your home, I'll tell you an unbelievable Steve story. Steve Sachs mural. Better than that. <laughs> Better. Better not than the, the same Steve story. Sachs mural. <laughs> Let's yeah. do super crosstalk. So what do you have in your house? Okay, it's not my house. Okay. okay. So I'm buddies with Eric Karos, yeah. the old Dodger Eric first baseman. Eric and we both good Ross Porter. We both spend a lot of time in Idaho. So last week I was in Idaho and Curtis and I golfed every day. So he tells me this story. Back when he was playing for the Dodgers, him and Piazza were kind of like princes of the city. They had both won rookie of the year. They're both young, good looking guys, and they were kind of living their best life. So he says well said. he says, one day Piazza and I get invited to go hang out at Charlie Sheen's house. And I went, and he goes, this is when Charlie Sheen was a big movie star coming out of Platoon, coming out of Major Uh League. And he was an insane sports memorabilia collector. Yes, I remember this. He said he had, like, unbelievable, like, old jerseys and shirts and stuff. So, Karras, are at a party. They're at Sheen's house, and Karras goes to the bathroom. And in the bathroom, there's this piece of artwork where it it looks like it's – it's very colorful, and it's got a baseball stuck right out of the middle of it. And it's almost like the baseball is the the heart of the piece. Oh, yeah. But the artwork is is about, like, something that demonish or, you know, blah. And Karis goes, God, this thing's weird. So he's just in there, like, going to the bathroom. And he walks out, and Charlie's outside the door. He goes, hey, let me ask you a question. I know you're a big sportsman with a big thing. What's with the goofy painting with the ball in the middle of it? He goes, you don't know. He goes, no. He goes, it's the ball that went through Buckner's yes. legs. Yes. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. yeah and That's I, awesome. I don't know if it, if he still has it. Eric thought that Charlie, when he ran into some trouble later in life, sold the I heard he sold it. Somebody else, I think, yeah. bought that at some point. But, but no I knew he, but he, he had for so, a while. He also, by the way, had batting cages in his backyard. Well, he was a high school baseball player, right? Well, you I, can tell he was an eight-man out and in major league, and sure. he looks very it, natural playing baseball. It looks like baseball. he can pull it off, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm having trouble visualizing. It's a baseball, like, incorporated into, into a, a work piece of, of art. artwork. So the artwork, but why a demon? I, well, not a demon. I, I'm not using the right word. It was like something ominous. Okay. Like, oh, okay. You know, like this This ball is perhaps it's, Oh, cursed. cursed, right. Do you guys and remember? In the restroom. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Love that. It's like <laughs> just a throwaway in his bathroom. That's and wow. I thought, that's a great story. That's there, unbelievable. This was probably late 80s, early 90s, when Charlie Sheen rented out the entire left field section of Angel I, Stadium. I was working sidelines that night for oh, KCAL, really? and I, I did a whole – me and him, the only two people sitting in Cecil, no kidding. Cecil Fielder was trying to break the single-season home run record. Oh, is that what it the was? The American League record. Right. Which I think was 61 wow. And how many seats Maris. were there? That was a few hundred seats? Yeah, and, and at this point he had unlimited. 
unlimited money, and he was just spending it I on remember. Sports By the way, stuff. I think Still has unlemited money, given that two-and-a-half-man money. Show. That's yeah. like crazy. He's making a million dollars an episode. My mom and not stepdad Leo, they've got all those episodes memorized. They love two-and-a-half-men. <laughs> you, know, you know who else does? Who? Me. Yeah. I yeah. watch them all. No, Do it's good. Really? Yeah. It's good. I, I think they're great. Yeah. I think it's Chuck Lorre's best show. You know, he's done Dharma and Greg and that, and I don't, and uh, he's done Chuck Lorre's done like he's done he the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Young Sheldon, all that stuff. I think Two and a Half Men's the best show he's ever. By done. By the way, Charlie Sheen, I was at uh, I was invited to Steve Edwards' birthday party uh, on on the air, his show day, and Charlie Sheen showed up randomly. Apparently, Ran- uninvited. Had, well, no, he was invited. Oh, he was invited, but met him, and you know, all I know is. You know, craziness and, you know, after it went, lost his mind after two, could not have been more normal, could not have been more of a regular guy. guy. So, so I'd like to think that he's figured it out and he's doing great now. Oh, okay. I want Trav and Slee, I want you guys to do something. Google Luka Doncic most recent photo. Okay. Uh-huh. You guys were talking about how Luka has been out of shape his whole career. You're he, 100% right. Is yeah. he getting there? Not, not, he's look there. behind you. He is. Oh, really? Oh, he is. He looks like a different person. Somebody got to him and basically said, hey, man, your career is going to be defined by you being a pudgy, out of shape dude. And he somehow got in the gym with it. That's the pixel that I want you to look at right there. The one you just clicked on. Look how good he looks. Look how skinny he is. Oh, yeah. Let me see it. And uh, it's almost like it's actually slim Luca, a tight fit. It's it's more of a tight fit shirt there he too. He has oh. no he has no okay. body fat anymore. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's coming. When's like, somebody going gonna, to gonna get to uh, Zion? Well, same guy. By the way, there's another guy that I would bet. I, I think this Luke is going to be one of the favorites for MVP this year. I don't think this guy will win MVP, but this guy's going to be All NBA for the first time this year, and he's going to be there for ten years. Do you know who I'm talking about? SGA. Nope. He's already there. He's already okay. there. SGA, SGA was first team All-NBA last year. Uh, this guy's never been first Anthony team. Anthony Edwards? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anthony Edwards is the next big thing. Nobody can – he's he's a young Iverson. Nobody can guard him. Yeah. And, by the way, he's on Team USA. Yeah. And he's the reports – in the last The one. reports out of Team USA camp where Steve Kerr is. Yeah. Steve Kerr says he's now in Steph's class. He's what? Wow. Guy. He's that good. I want to go back to something you said mm-hmm. about Zion. Yeah. That whoever whispered into Luca's ear needs to whisper into Zion's Absolutely. ear. Absolutely. That, that, I hey, st- I'm still not giving up on Zion. Don't you I know think, a lot of I'm people not, are. Don't think public shaming plays a role? Like, everybody last year talked about Luca. It didn't at some point you're, you're, they called him you're hundred percent right Luca bag this. of donuts at some point. Right. I mean it's like and he did look I, th- I, th- I think it works on some and does, like some people the public embarrassment will motivate you to put the food down yeah. to get others it might spiral other, you the other, other people, way. It's like well you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah and and, and wh- I, I'm already rich I'm already famous I'm already this that and the other thing right you don't get to tell me what to do pass the beignets well at, at least pass <laughs> the beignets they're at, pretty good that's least. what Zion's saying down in Ireland <laughs> at least with Luca. At least he's had great regular seasons. He's yes. had great performances in the playoffs. Zion, you've seen nothing. Right, no, so nothing, you guys, we nothing. were talking. Here's another good story that I can't remember if I've told this on the air. I probably have. But Mike D'Antoni's going to be mad at me, but it's it's too good of a story not to tell. So, in the height of Linsanity, do you remember the reason Jeremy Lin was able to go off was that Carmelo Anthony was out with an injury. Right. Carmelo Anthony was the highest paid player on the Knicks and one of the leading scorers. Might have even won the scoring title that year. And so Anthony comes back after Linsanity happens for two and a half weeks. 
and they go out, and Jeremy Lin dribbles down and throws it to Carmelo on the wing, and Carmelo dribbles for 18 seconds, pump fakes, pump fakes, <laughs> pump fakes, draws a foul, and goes to the line, and Jeremy Lin walks over to the bench to Dan Tony, and he says, Coach, screw Melo. He's not running the plays you're calling. He's not passing any of us the ball. I'm going to freeze him out. And Mike D'Antoni goes, well, Jeremy, if you do that, two things are going to happen. You're going to get traded, and I'm going to get fired. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry about it, coach. I got you. Oh, no. And he goes back out on the court, and Mike walks down to Dan D'Antoni's brother, who is on the staff, and goes, Put your house on the market. We're screwed. <laughs> and here's here's the weird thing. It's exactly what happened. Of course it is. It's exactly what happened. Jeremy Lin got run out of town to Houston, yeah. yep. and D'Antoni got fired. I The level of, or the lack of self-awareness in those situations yeah. will never cease to amaze me. Because I get it. He was on maybe the greatest heater of all time. Right. Yeah. right? The, the, and the, he was trying to be a good a good guy for his coach. Of course mm-hmm. he was. But to not understand how the world works, to not understand that they've already given Carmelo Anthony how many tens of he's millions of dollars. got a little more dollars, power than you do. He's the one that's going to get what he wants. Yeah. No matter how good your two weeks have been, it's going his yeah. way. Hey, can I react to something from uh, Factor Cap? Yes. What do you okay. got? So you did the hitchhiking question. Uh, what was the? Up? What, would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? What was the premise of it? Would you uh, ever pick one up? Texas? Second, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. was the anniversary yesterday. Anyway, yes. I just got on it because of that. Yeah. And that would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Okay. So I've got the reverse story. So I was doing, when I was working in Toledo on radio, I, I had this idea, this brainstorm. I'm going to go across the country and hitchhike everywhere. So I we flew. Were to you Nick- stuck in 1970? We, that's, well, this, this is the most unsafe thing I've <laughs> yeah, ever heard. No, this was about 1989. Okay. Hell no. So what we did was uh, we flew to New York. Um, I was with uh, somebody from the show. Uh, we did a show from a studio there. Then we started mm-hmm. going across the country by hitchhiker and a lot of by hitchhiking and a lot of it was truckers and they were all really interesting. So basically. We went completely to Los Angeles from New York to L.A., only hitchhiking, and it was generally with truckers. Okay, any of those moments where you this has been a huge mistake. No. I need to get out of the cab of this truck because this is about to go very bad. I think truckers need company. I, I think we provided company. company. We provided too. a service. Uh, but it was a wild experience. And then every day we'd stop somewhere, and I think we had some sort of phone coupler system in those days. So you're on the side of the road. You're at a truck stop with your thumb out saying, hey, I'm hey, for a can ride. I get a ride? Exactly. Mace. Mace. And it worked. It from coast to coast. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. You start a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. Truckers need company. Oh, my God. It's, and all you do is just you're hitchhiking all the way from and, New York and recording to LA. your conversation. Uh, <laughs> recording your conversation. That's interesting. Hey, that is Slate, interesting. I'm dead serious about this. Copyright that before that somebody is steals good, your idea. Man, that is well, it's good. good. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run with that. How are you still alive? <laughs> uh, it was good. Trucker, <laughs> Very trucker, fair question. By the way, it's, uh, truckers are nice guys. I'm not. T- what do yes. you have against truckers? The do you deal think with they're truckers? I don't do you understand you think that. You're, you, All show today. Are you, you afraid of truckers? <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There was a story, and this is, I'm going by memory here, so the details are fuzzy. Yeah. Pretty sure there was a trucker yeah. that was snatching people. 
right. and filing their teeth out of their heads in the back of the uh, truck bed. What is this? Silence the, of the Lambs what part the two? the hell? I'm, I'm not making this up. That, that people started disappearing, and they would eventually find the remains, and their teeth were all gone because they'd been filed. Well, there's well, that, there that podcast. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just saying that that's in that community as well. What's the name of the podcast you had? <laughs> Truckers... Need company. Need Truckers company. need company. Serial killers. Serial <laughs> killers need company. I'm just glad that uh, you made it through. Oh, and yeah, I got to no. meet you. It's great. I did so much Have stupid you ever stuff. Hit been a hitchhiker or been picked up by a uh, or picked someone. No, the only thing remotely close in my life was I. I'm a huge Beatles fan, Paul McCartney fan, and uh, some friends of my. What What are you playing, Jorge? That's a what truck idol. Oh, that's some a trucker. Truck? Yeah, yeah, some trucker. Uh, Calls me one day. I'm living in Beaumont, Texas, which is like living in L.A. compared to San Francisco. Right. And he goes, Paul McCartney and Wings playing tonight in Dallas at Cowboys Stadium, and Southwest is having an air sale. I go, what's the air sale? 25 bucks anywhere inside the state. He goes, let's just get on a plane and show up. I go, we don't have tickets. He goes, let's just get on a plane and show up. Figure goes, it out. If nothing else, we'll stay out in the parking lot and we'll fly home after the concert. <laughs> I go, well, it's only going to cost me 50 bucks. What the heck? So we drive to the airport. We buy our $25 one-way ticket. We fly to Texas Stadium, and we take a, we get to the airport. We take a cab. We have no money. We have no tickets. We just hang out in the parking lot. We start tailgating with people, and we start making friends, and we start talking. And by the end of it, we found a, a group that had two extra tickets, which they gave to us. They fed us. We said, we got to give you something. Let us give you money, you know, whatever. They go, nope. Come on, you guys wow. are fun. Whole thing paid for, went back to the airport. That's awesome. Flew home, that was it. <laughs> and by the way, I don't think I'd ever do the, the hitchhiking thing again. Like, I, I would never stop and pick up read, a read hitchhiker. That, read that second headline right there. Second headline. <laughs> Trucker with traveling torture chamber admits to more murders. <laughs> just, that could have been you, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just I survived. Victim of the traveling torture <laughs> chamber. <laughs> you dodged the bullet. That yeah. by, by, by the way, that is a great name for a fantasy foot Traveling team. torture yeah. chamber? It's <laughs> not bad. It's not bad. Super Cross Talks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.